Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. Welcome along to the podcast. If it's your first time, a real, real warm welcome. And um, I'm not sure what it is you're looking for, but if you're a coach, a manager, a leader, you're looking for inspiration and looking for knowledge and looking for some real key insights into culture creation, creating teams, achieving success, not only in your own life, but with uh, other people too, you are in the right place. That's what Leader Manager Coach is about. We've got almost 200 episodes, some of them interviews, some of them extracts from books, and uh, all designed to help you on your own journey. So what are we talking about this week on this episode? Well, last week, I came across a film and I saw the description of the film on the internet and straight away I knew it would be something that I was looking forward to. The film was called Finding Jack Charlton. Now for anybody who doesn't know Jack Charlton, um, God rest his soul, was one of the players in the 1966 World Cup final team that won the World Cup. A giant of a centre-half for Leeds United and a man who went on to have, let's just say, a colourful and illustrious management career. And this film was made recently and was made with Jack in his later years. And to say, and obviously this is a perspective of mine, it's not necessarily from a film critic or from from yourselves, but I hope you will be inspired to go and watch this film for many, many reasons. But it was one of the most beautiful films, and I don't use that word lightly, that I've ever seen. It was poignant. It was amazingly choreographed and I don't mean it was choreographed in a way to create something it was just naturally choreographed it choreographed itself but obviously it has to be put together it was beautiful and it was so beautiful because it painted such a true picture and the filming allowed you into the life of the man and his family. Wow. So his personal and professional life, particularly his personal life at a time which could be looked at as very tragic. Because at this particular time, Jack Charlton had been diagnosed, I believe he'd been diagnosed anyway, but he certainly had symptoms of dementia. And that was laid bare for all to see. And it was beautifully done, if I say so myself. And 
as I say, it was an amazing, amazing film into the life of the man. With more lessons than you can shake a stick at. So the film portrayed Jack, particularly in his latter years, as a man very, very vulnerable. totally open about his memory issues and his condition loyally looked after by his amazing stalwart wife as so many people are right in the middle of his ever loving expanded family extended family grandchildren powerfully beautiful And to see him in the contrast from his working life to his latter life, as I say, was extremely poignant and powerful. So why talk about it in a podcast about leadership, management and coaching? Well, obviously, Jack was a a very successful manager and one of the most amazing things about the film was that creation of of those walls where all Jack's handwritten notes about his life his players his management, his teams, his philosophies, his thoughts were all pinned up in his amazing scribbling handwriting. No computers, no post-it notes, nothing electronic, just pure thought on paper written by a self-admitted simple man. And we've called the ta- we've called this podcast episode "Be a Dictator, but Be a Nice One," because that's one of the key lessons, if not the key lesson, that stood out. Maybe not the the, the one, but one of them. So, as a leader, as a manager, as a coach, you have to be a dictator in that you have to give your own belief and have your belief in your way of being, of doing things. The rub is but, the rub is the but though. But be a nice one. Love people, care for people, show them the way. But be a leader. And that was one of Jack's maxims. He was, by definition, simple and direct. He said he learnt it from Don Revy, the great Leeds manager. Be simple and be direct. Everybody wants people to be simple and be direct. None of us want complexity. We don't look for complexity. We have complexity thrust upon us by society. We don't look for indirectness. We want to be spoken to directly. 
We don't want to be people be rude to us, but we want people to be direct with us. So let's be direct with people. Let's be nice to them. Let's be kind. The superpower of kindness. And that's what Jack had in bucket loads. He certainly was a people person. And really more than anything, we are talking about his management and coaching career. Perhaps underneath it all, before we even talk about the things that in his life stood out, he was a man who was himself. He really, truly was himself. He was a fisherman. And even when he was a highly successful top-level manager, he went fishing. He went fishing more than once a week too, but he went fishing. He did what he loved. And he didn't ask for people's permission to do it. He just was that man. And I think it's safe to say that certainly his most famous management job and the greatest success he had was with the, the Irish national team. And to say he became a hero is certainly an understatement. To say that he was loved by the people is certainly true. And on the film, in the film, it was indicated that he changed a nation. You know, he was involved with the country as a leader in the sporting field of the country of Ireland when the troubles were still going on. There was conflict, there was violence, there was battles, people losing lives. And it was said that Jack moved the country forward, united people. And I think, I don't think Jack would be fond of anybody saying he went out to do it consciously and for him to take the credit for it. But that's what people said. And if you saw the scenes of joy when the Irish team returned from the World Cup campaigns, I think the message would be loud and clear that he, he did move a nation forward. So how did he do that? Well, one of the things he certainly did was create a team spirit. He did that, I think, by allowing people to be who they were. And we'll come on to that in a little bit more detail in a minute. But he allowed people to be who they were. He allowed them to celebrate. He allowed them to be who they were in terms of what they wanted to do. So, yes, he was a, a an opinionated man who picked his own teams and decided to play his own way. But he did allow people leeway. And if, you know, we're talking about a few years ago, so, you know, he did allow people to drink and he did allow people to party. So he got the best out of people by allowing people to be who they were. And he created a team spirit, an unbelievable one, that probably got them so far, so, so far. And like other great managers, he admits that he saw the best in people. He saw what they could do, not what they couldn't. And he overlooked 
what other people thought were bad points in people, whether socially, psychologically, he overlooked their faults and he eulogized their good bits, celebrated their good points and used them. Dennis Smith talks about that. Sir Alex Ferguson, although he was brutally tough in his decision-making, if people stepped out of line, the example of how he managed Eric Cantona was maybe on a similar vein. And I think that the most poignant example of this for, for Jack was Paul McGrath. And in the film, again, to add to the beauty of the film, Paul McGrath was laid bare and his, his soul was laid bare by himself in terms of his upbringing. Being a young black man in Ireland with, from a home with parents that weren't around and having to survive the physical violence the verbal violence and finding solace in alcohol a demon that never really left him and tormented him and took away probably a lot from him yet he still became an iconic figure for Manchester United and Ireland And he said that words akin to that he would have run through a brick wall for Jack. And he said, when I played, I played for Jack. Yes, he played for Ireland, but he said he played for Jack. How many people, how many kids, how many players will play for you because of your belief in them? The kit man talked about him. Kitman said, I was always involved. He always involved me. He said, Jack was a master of man management. How can you master man management? How can you bring people into the fold? How can you do that? MMFI. Make me feel important. Somebody once said that if you see people, see them with a tattoo on their forehead, every single person, M-M-F-I, make me feel important. People don't care how much you know. They know, they, 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 they just know how much you care. People don't remember what you say, but they do remember how you made them feel. Make them feel important. And it will change the way that they are. So much so that you will, you, you will become a great facilitator and a great influencer in their lives just by mastering that skill. And another couple of things that, are, that, that made this film great is if we go back to when Jack was a young man, Let's not think that he would just waltzed into all this success. You know, this bastion of Leeds United and England, you know, a world champion. 
you know, from his humble northeast roots. Jack said, I didn't want to go down the coal mine, just like Shanks. Just like many of the others. Didn't want to go into hard industry and graft for the rest of my life. I needed a way out. And football was my way out. So he had a desire, but he had to work at it. He had a brother called Bobby, obviously, who was this fantastically skilled player. A different vein than Jack. Yet, how successful did Jack become? You know, met the Pope, interviewed by everybody on TV. World famous manager, world famous player, guest on Michael Parkinson. You know, that was Jack Charlton. He had this desire, but he had to work at it because of the alternative. 40 years working in the mine, like people he grew up with. Yet he was able to go back to his communities, go back to his home and be Jack from Ashington. Have a few pints, talk to everybody, go fishing and just be Jack. And those beautiful pictures of him with his grandchildren I don't think there's anything else that can portray a man more amazingly than that did than they did and as we said a few moments ago here's a man who by his efforts by his work unconsciously changed a nation where many politicians probably failed. And once again, behind the man was this stalwart, stoic lady, Pat, if I'm not mistaken, who, as Jack's son said, bought us all up while Jack played football, held the family together, and totally supported Jack, particularly in his hour of need, when he was ravaged by dementia. A beautiful film with, as I said, more lessons in it about life, leadership and management than you can shake a stick at. Watch it. That's my advice. Jack Charlton. Be a dictator, but be a nice one. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye-bye.